Hello everybody and welcome to our first podcast here on BYC BWU Club. We're going to speak about the Euros today and our guests here are two young people here in the service. Hi, I'm Daniel. Daniel. And I'm Mark. Thanks guys. So today, like I said, we're going to speak about the Euros and our first topic today is pre-Euro thoughts. So what we, what we spoke about and what we talked before the Euros began. So, Daniel, what were your thoughts before the Euros began? So before the Euros, I thought that immediately the winners would be Portugal. I thought they had a squad on par or even slightly better than France's from the World Cup. And I thought that Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes would have great competitions this time around. I thought the top scorer would be Lukaku, even though Belgium wouldn't get too far into the competition. And I thought the dark horses for me would be Turkey and Ukraine. Turkey obviously haven't uh, lived up to the hype so far, so... Hopefully Ukraine can pull through with it. Yeah, it's very interesting when you speak about Portugal, isn't it? You know, because um, they seem to have that good kind of mix of new talent coming through and the old guard of the likes of Pepe and Ronaldo in the squad. You know, the kind of old heads that can that have a lot of experience. Um, Mark, what were your thoughts before the Euro game? The, Euro, the Euros. Before the Euros, I was thinking it's obviously going to be France or Portugal. They clearly have the best squad. But I was hoping Italy would do a good job. Because they've won 28 games on the bounce and they have seven clean sheets in a row. And as, as like Portugal, they have two very experienced and all centre backs. But they, they, I'm not really sure they didn't qualify for the last World Cup. So that would kind of put them as underdogs, which sounds a bit silly considering Chile. But I think they could go far. Yeah, well, it's a very interesting talk because I think you're right uh, when you say about. They didn't qualify for the last tournament, you know, they might be a bit um wanting to get back there and uh, prove themselves again. Um and I suppose what you were saying there about the France and Germany, so obviously we had the France and Germany games the night and it was a great game, wasn't it? And I think Germany probably showed, even though they lost, that, you know, you can never write the Germans off. They are a good they are a good side and if they get a good run they could easily uh, get to the final or the semis, you know. Um, so I know you mentioned Lukaku, didn't you, for yeah. your top goal scorer? So, um, what makes you think that for for the for the Euros? I know he's had a great season into the season, hasn't he? Yeah, I just think that he had a really good season at Inter Milan, and he's always been good for Belgium. He's always been known as a goal scorer. He might not have the best first touch, but he was always known as a good goal scorer, and I think he he'll have a good goal scoring record this time around. Yeah, he seems to have that have that power and pace that a lot of forwards need these days, doesn't he? What about yourself, Mark? Uh, I was thinking, well, I was hoping the top scorer could be a Mobile, because he's a good striker. But I think, I feel like Harry Kane could be, but I feel like, I feel like Lukaku just edges it to be the top goal scorer after the tournament. Yeah, I think he was there and thereabouts, wasn't he, in the World Cup? Um, in 2018, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, for me... Um, I kinda had a sneaky thought of Jota, of course with my rose tinted glasses on. Um I since he had a great start with um with Liverpool and he actually I think he scored two goals in the the internationals in March I think or or earlier than that, I'm not quite sure, but he's um he's had a good goal starting uh, goal scoring start at Portugal. Um and I, I don't think anybody can really look at um look by France, like you like like you was guys mentioned. You know, they seem to be the strongest outfit on paper. Um, but then again, Italy in 
just moving on to then our next kind of topic, the current state of affairs in the Euros. Um, Italy seem to be the team to watch out for, don't they? Yeah, they just seem unbeatable at the moment. Um, every game they play, they seem to just keep banging the goals in and they can't be stopped really. The defence is good and I think the entire team is balanced really well. The defence is good, midfield is good and um, the attacking is really good as well. So they'll score a lot of goals, keep the locking in sheets and they're very hard to break down. Yeah, and I think that's that's what probably separates this Italy side from great Italy sides of the past is that Italy sides in the past have usually struggled to score. They even though they've been brilliant defensively and they'd they'd be more than happy to to win one nil. I think that separates this Italy side, you know. So what do you think, Mark? What do you think separates this side from previous? Uh, I think they're good in possession, but I'm, I'm a bit afraid when they face the likes of France or Portugal because the centre-backs are so old. It's either going to be the experience comes out on top or they just sheer pace of the attackers from France or Portugal to come on top. So that'd be yeah. a good game to watch. Well, that seems to be the thing, because a lot of teams, I think, are actually kind of adopting the kind of Pep Guardiola clock method of real high-intensity uh, real precedent seem to have that high line, don't they? So I think the likes of Mbappe are really quick players can really exploit that, you know. Um, but coming back to kind of the club side, I think we should kind of speak about you guys are obviously Man United fans, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> and I'm a Liverpool fan, so with your players from your team, how do you think they're getting on so far in the tournament? Uh, but I think Bruno has done all right so far. He could have probably done a bit better with goal scoring and assists so far. I know it's only been two games, but he could have been a bit better. And I think, um, well, Rashford hasn't played really. He's only come off the bench. It's a, He's come back from injury and, well, he still is carrying an injury. He hasn't got rid of it. And Seems as though he's been carrying an injury for a while now, hasn't <laughs> yeah. he? Yeah, he's getting surgery after uh, the tournament when he comes back. Yeah. So he'll be back and fresh reunited out of that. Has that been the same injury that he's had like since last season as well? Like not not last season, just gone, but the yeah. season before. Yeah, the same back injury. I think yeah. it is. Uh, um, he, he never kept, got rid of it. He just kept he just kept getting played and yeah. played, didn't he? Didn't really give a chance to to rest. Yeah. So what about yourself, Mark? Uh, I'd have to disagree with Daniel's statement about Bruno probably doing a bit better considering he has two goals Quite and top with in two games. <laughs> uh, with Luke Shaw, I don't think he's going to play a lot considering Soke played Trippier at left back. Yeah. Which is a bit odd. Which makes sense now that he tried to bring four, four right backs to the tournament since he wants to play a couple of them at left back, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, Donny injured, so he can't play in the Euros, which is not good. Do you think he'd get a start if he was fit? No. Considering he doesn't play for United. No, I don't think he would start because they already have Wijnaldum, De Jong, and I forget, I think they play a, they play a 5 3 2 now. I forget who the other midfielder is, but they always start De Jong and Wijnaldum. Yeah, speaking of one uh, of one album, um, he probably would have he would have obviously have been a Liverpool player this tournament, but unfortunately has uh, elected not to sign a new contract at Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool actually wanted to give him a new contract really because he's getting on in age, and I think he wanted the same wages the likes of Mohamed Salah and Virgil Van Dijk, you know, which um, you can understand because he's kind of won it all at Liverpool, but. Um, then again, you have to kind of think of it from a business standpoint and stuff. But it was kind of it was 
a bit nostalgic watching him play. You know, he could he, he could see a lot of the stuff that he done for Liverpool in that game. You know, um, and then some of the stuff he didn't do for Liverpool just because of where he was played. You know, in terms of a bit more deep or a bit more breaking up play and stuff, where he has a bit more of a free role for the for the Dutch uh, national team. Um, but yeah, I think. Like you guys, I think a couple of our players are not for Liverpool are not actually playing at the moment for the national sides. Trent got injured unfortunately in the warm games, and Henderson's not fully fit. But I'd probably expect him to start tomorrow night against um, against uh, Scotland, considering they want to play um, slabhead uh, Harry Maguire. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's actually been a big miss for you, hasn't he? You know, yeah. at the end of the season, especially with the last thing Two or three Premier League games, and especially the Europa League final was a big miss. It's something. He was a big miss because he was just a leader at the back. It's, it's terrible when you lose your, your, your centre half, isn't it? For a season, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, that was the thing, you know. That was, that was the funny thing, do you know what I mean? That was. Um, it kind of. I think it gave a lot of United fans very good perspective, you know. But I think it was actually good. Yeah, but, you know, come on. We had to play midfielders uh, at centre back. I think well, actually. Yeah. centre back for yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, he had his moments, but he was he he kind of relied a lot on his cleverness and his and his positional awareness. He didn't have a lot of pace, unfortunately. Um, but I think if just on that, I think probably Liverpool probably would have done it. Would have been a bit more comfortable in the in the top four this season. By the end, if Klopp had trusted Phillips a bit more sooner, you know, I think he. You know, he had to he only throw him in when he absolutely had to, you know. Um, even though he could have done sooner and would have enabled the likes of Fabinho or Henderson to actually play in midfield where they're meant to play, you know. Um but yeah, like you said, he was a big miss, wasn't he, Harry Maguire, but by the end of the season, especially in the Europa League final, he seemed to lack that organisational structure. So he might bring that to to uh, England, although they've uh, they had a good start to the home, didn't he? You know, they scored um, the one goal against Croatia, beating them, who beat them in 2018. Um, so, in terms of what's just happened, I think we should probably speak briefly about what happened to Christian Eriksen. You know, it was a big, a big shock to everybody in football, you know. And perhaps even we can maybe speak about the disregard by some of the the television networks when um, displaying the footage of what was going on what what were your thoughts on the whole affair immediately when I saw him and I thought he was dead I, I really thought he was the cameras kept rolling which I thought was absolutely disgraceful they should have just cut away back to the presenters I thought straight away yeah. instead of zooming and especially on his wife as well who was crying and I just think the whole thing was just awful by the people who are like on the BBC running this and showing it for about 10 minutes zooming in on the players yeah. zooming in on his wife and trying everything to get a shot of him which eventually someone did yeah I think that was completely wrong and I think they should have cut the coverage immediately what about yourself Mark you on the same I think, what it is? yeah I, I agree with Daniel I think the worst part of it was there was a certain moment where there was like a gap in all the medics, and he could see his face, and he just looked lifeless. Yeah, I think then it's a kind of it's a it's a good, not so much a, a good thing to happen, but it just shows I think our own mortality. You know, in terms of young people, they feel invincible, don't they? I'm sure you used to. Like you know, I don't feel so invincible anymore. But um, uh, when you're young, you 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 do feel invincible, and when you see 
one of your idols, um, you know, kind of going down like that, it kind of gives you a sense of, you know, you can be fit and healthy, but something can just happen. But thankfully, he's well and he's up and he's stable in hospital. Um, and yourself are getting an OCD for fitter, fitted, yeah. which in early shows, kind of like a mini defibrillator. Yeah, I think I've seen that, that yeah, in, the, in the news this morning. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that is the, is that the same thing that Daily Blend has, is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so, guys, any sort of final thoughts on where the tournament might go? Um, uh, I think Italy will go quite far, probably to the semi-finals. I think um, it will be in that Portugal France final, sadly. I hope it's not, but uh, that's the way it seems to be going. Um, I hope we see someone different get far. Hopefully, Ukraine, they've been doing quite well recently with Yarmolenko and um, and uh, Yaremchuk. They've been doing okay. So, hopefully, they go quite far. Brilliant. What about yourself, Mark? Uh, I hope Italy get far, but I think if they face a top 10 like France or Portugal, I think it's really going to be a 50 50, as I was saying earlier, experience over pace. But I think Italy can get the job done if they get an easy enough running. Brilliant. And what's your thoughts on the British sides? How, how far do you think they'll go? Uh, England, Scotland and Wales? Hopefully not very far at all. Hopefully they all get knocked out. That would be lovely. Yeah. I know it's, a lot of people seem to have that idea. I think we actually... Uh, Paddy Power had a great thing, didn't he? Um, going of uh, every time England score, I think they'll donate 10 grand to, to, to Irish grassroots football, which will be absolutely amazing. You know, even though like we obviously don't really want to see. Hopefully, they four three. But I think as as saw yeah exactly I think I heard someone say that as well. Brilliant. But I think just in terms of the league that we support, I think a lot of the times, um, Premier League fans get a bit of stick from League of Ireland fans, don't they? In terms of you should be supporting a local club, mm. this and that. My idea would be that I was my dad was was a Liverpool supporter. I was raised a Liverpool supporter. You know, you know. Um, he threw me around the room like a rag doll when we came back training behind Xiaomi you know I mean? against Istanbul, you know. So that be so that is my local club because that's where my heart feels closest, just like you guys would with United. You know, so I think even though it wouldn't be ideal for Irish fans to see England go far, I think for the Premier League itself it's such a good um considering that I think they the all are Premier League players, I need that play for England, I'm pretty sure, you know, they wouldn't apart from Sancho. Yeah. <laughs> and Trippier as well, that's right, yeah. Um, but and Bellingham. Uh, but 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 the, but the majority are Premier League uh, players. So I think it's a great advertisement for for the Premier League. You know, it can only be good things as well for the lads that play for you, so like Rashford, you know, um who else played Shaw. Maguire, Shaw, Shaw, um and then for Liverpool, Henderson. You know, so it would be a great boost for them, you know, to see that those guys um lift something perhaps not that far, but um but at least do well. Um what about Scotland? I think they lost that first game, didn't they? I think with the Europe it's only three games, so I'm really sure you can lose your first two and win your last one and you can still get out of the group. Possibly, yeah, I think they've the, that's right, yeah, the, the 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 top three of the of um the best kind of tour place finishes and it goes through to the knockout rounds. But um yeah exactly I think it's actually there's actually a world in I think the the, the group of death everybody's calling it, Germany France Portugal and who was Hungary the, Hungary it, it there's actually a world where all three of those go through you know in that group yeah. you know, yeah, which yeah, makes yeah. it a friend of mine really hard suggested it's not really the group of death because the three of them will go through yeah yeah <laughs> I mean so once they all beat Hungary and maybe take points off each other yeah but they'll go through really you know um. 
so maybe I know we all we spoke about beforehand that you'd had a bit of a dark horse in Turkey but now yeah. that the tournament started we've started to see the kind of breakaway leaders France um, Italy England to an extent um, who is there any team now at the moment that you look at and think if they get through the groups they might actually do well well there's two for me now which is Ukraine and the Czech Republic I like both of those teams obviously Patrick Schick has done very well for Czech Republic um, obviously scoring two goals and one from just past the halfway line and obviously the Czech Republic have Suchek and Sufal have been amazing for West Ham this year I think Ukraine have also been quite well even against the Netherlands they gave them a good game <coughs> in the 3-2 in the end obviously didn't win didn't get a draw but gave them a good game so I think I think Carragher had Suchek in his team this season yeah. didn't he amazingly didn't have Salah <laughs> in his team you know um, but yeah there you go over yourself, Mark. I'd like Sweden to, to do well because they have great attackers, but they don't. They can't really pick a formation to fit them all in because be a bit too attacking. Yeah, well, they seem to be determined to to, to sit what looks like fifteen men behind the ball, don't they? I watched the um the Spain game the other night in the hope it would be a really good game, and it was quite a letdown. Really, they made Stoke look like. Brazil. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. They really did, and I was I was a bit disappointed to see Thiago on the bench. Uh, I was quite looking forward to to seeing him spray the ball about. I think when he came on, um, even though Spain as a whole didn't do quite well, I think he kind of moved the ball quite fast. You know, and got the game going. Really had a few nice passes. I think Spain's weak link is their centre forward. Yeah, they don't. He's not playing with uh, Morata, is it? Or was it Morata? Yeah, they, they seem to be very dull. But they had their man Moreno, don't he? That done well for. Who played for Sevilla? Ever the way out? United in the final. Oh, that's right. Is it? Did he play in the final? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually know that, but yeah, there's two Morenos on that side, actually, isn't there? Does the Alberto Moreno? Yeah. The scouts are get out United. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was quite funny. Um, but yeah. So, any final thoughts before we finish up here, guys? Um, I just think that Portugal will still win. <laughs> that's just the end of it. And well, France might win as well. It's it's just a toss up between those two. There could be a shock. I don't really see it happening, but I hope there is just for some variety. So something like a Croatia getting to the final, like the, the World yeah, Cup, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I think as well, like um, with Portugal, let's hope they don't do what they done in the last Euros and yeah. go ninety minutes in extra time and then win on penalties for every single time. You know, all be yourself, Mark. Uh, I'd like to say it's a bit unusual. Uh, Pogba, Bruno and Lindelof all got one of the match in their game, so they always shine when they're not playing for United, which yeah. is a bit sad. Well, yeah, well there you go, always bring it back to United, trust you Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well that's been it for us today guys, uh, thanks very much for listening to our first podcast, we hope to do more down in the future, thanks. Thanks, thanks. for watching.